Good Sunday morning. I'm Jaden Jefferson, and welcome to this week's Community Care. I'm now joined by Lucas County Commissioner Anita Lopez, who you may also remember as Lucas County's auditor. So thanks for joining me. Thank you. So first, talk to me about why you wanted to be Lucas County Commissioner, because obviously the seat opened up after Tina Skeldon Wozniak announced her retirement. So what made you want to jump into becoming a commissioner? First, I, I realized that uh, there was a changing of the guard. So Tina has been commissioner uh, for close to 14 years. Actually, she's been commissioner close to 18 years, excuse me. And I started um, a couple years later as the auditor. And so I have been the hub of the county when it comes to processing payroll, working with all the social service entities, all the government entities, payroll, um, any payment that goes from the county contracts, everything goes through my office. Um, and I really felt that my years of working as the county auditor would help me take Lucas County uh, to even a better place than it is right now. And so you've only been a county commissioner for about a month now. And so what have been some things that you just jumped right into? So first and foremost is, is doing a listening and learn. So a, a tour, which again, um, I think is the first time that has occurred where a commissioner is actually going out to all the areas in Lucas County and saying, what would you like to be the priorities over the next four years? So I truly believe I'm a public servant. And as a servant, you are supposed to ask those who you serve what they would like. I have my vision and I know the economy is very important. We have such changing um, factors that are happening right now um, with the automotive industry, uh, with the lack of, of, of hiring and workforce challenges. So in order to keep Lucas County growing and, and fiscally strong, we need to work on those two areas. But there are other issues that citizens want me to look at and focus on. And so that's what I'm going and doing right now. I'm asking them, they're my boss, and what do they want me to prioritize? And so how do you take this feedback and directly apply it when it comes to governing? It's like a checklist for me. Uh, so for example, the concern about Kroger's potentially closing the concern about uh, charter transportation, um, not fully serving Point Place, um, the concerns about um, the new 911 consolidated emergency response. Uh, you know, in each area, Oregon has different concerns versus Jerusalem Township or Maumee. And so as a commissioner, you sit there and look at all the areas you control with your uh, counterparts. There's three of us and then how we can help. So there are individuals in Maumee still concerned about uh, the sewage dumping, dumping and the quality of our water. And there hasn't really been any updates about that. So every area of the commissioner either funds or we're partners with those other entities. Um, and so you sort of approach it from just a, this is, you know, the answers or concerns citizens have, and then what are we doing to address those? And how can I make that happen in my commissioner role? And then how do we prioritize the dollars that we're spending to address those citizen concerns? 
And you're no stranger to this. You, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you were the county auditor. And so what parallels have you noticed in this new role as a county commissioner? And what are some of the skills that you had as a county auditor that you've had to bring into this new role? Well, automatically, like making sure we're questioning the con we're questioning the contracts. So we review the contracts to make sure they're within the letter of the law as county auditor. Here as commissioner, we uh, approve contracts for services and projects that need to be done. New roads with the county engineer. Um, again, making sure we have the money to do those projects. Are we being fiscally sound? So that we're balancing the revenue we have with the amount of money we're spending. Are we keeping that reserve necessary just in case any emergency uh, expenditures come up? Like, for example, in Point Place, um, this past fall when there was the uh, tornado that hit, a lot of the homeowners, um, their deductibles for their home insurance and their cars were very expensive. And some of them could not get their roofs replaced or the damage covered because they just, it, it was a natural disaster and they were not prepared for that. And so what, what I realized is that with Lisa Sebecki, commissioner, because we were both out there in the, in the, in the uh, trenches, is that the state, couldn't provide money because the amount of damage did not reach the threshold to qualify for FEMA assistance, for state assistance, or Red Cross assistance. So a lot of the local citizens didn't have any backup plan, and there was no safety net by government. City of Toledo could not provide any dollars. So that's one thing for sure, Lisa and Sebecki, I realize we have to have money set aside for these natural disasters that are happening unexpected flooding. Um, again, you know, what we need to keep a reserve for those type of situations. So that's something we're working on. Are there any other things that you've come into this role and realize need some updating? Well, I think overall, um, I would like, um, you know, Lucas County employment to reflect the populations that exist here. So I think that, you know, keeping a good circle of individuals who look um, different than me, who are from different areas than me, different backgrounds. I think having um, an advisory board for myself um, is going to help me make better decisions for Lucas County because we are diverse. You know, I'm going out to Providence Township today. And that's about 30 miles away from Savannah where I live. And then there's the city of Toledo. And I think we need advisors from each areas so that when things happen in that community or issues arise, they can get on the phone, text me, call me, email me and say, hey, this is happening. And I think the commissioners need to know about it for our help and how we can play a role in that. So we're not sort of coming later after something happens or after a company might consider leaving or companies consider company coming. Um, if they're like, for example, the whole issue with the automotive industry, you know, we're transitioning to a future of EV vehicles. How is that going to impact our workforce? How is that going to impact uh, the affordability affordability of vehicles for all incomes. Uh, EV vehicles are more expensive than 
the um, diesel gasoline vehicle. So we have to figure out how are we going to make sure that's a smooth transition um, and being on the on on the ground in the in in the grassroots to be part of that so it doesn't hurt our economy locally. So that's something that is really on. I'm, I'm, hear, I'm hearing a lot of concerns about that. And obviously the recent um, changes at our UAW plants where workers are being moved to other um, other locations in outside of Lucas County and how that's going to impact us financially. And there are two projects that started before you joined the Board of Commissioners, the construction of a new jail and shelter for LC4. So with what knowledge you have about both of these projects, are they still on track? They are on track. Again, I'm always looking to make sure um, with construction projects, uh, today's costs that we quote today are always changing. And this is like a two-year project, three-year project for some of these um, needed facilities. And so are we putting aside that reserve? Are we putting aside that rainy day fund for potential unexpected costs, unexpected workforce costs that are increasing? Um, we have to keep an eye on those dollars to make sure we're managing them. And then also, again, the way we fund our county is through sales tax, property tax, and then we get money, the state collects income tax. So we have to be able to constantly grow and continue to gain employment, keep our citizens here. Our population has to continue to stabilize or grow. And then third, make sure that we have appropriate housing for those individuals to live and have an affordable, good lifestyle. And that's how we, when people buy, we get money. When people buy homes, we get money. And then when people have good wages, that goes to our state budget that comes back to us. So those are the three key things that you're going to see me focusing on because the more money we have and the ability to control our spending, to focus on the important things such as the jail and such as the canine care shelter. Uh, and then most importantly for our children, you know, one of my number one projects, you know, I'm a boys and girls club kid myself. Um, I went to Toledo public schools. I also went to Catholic schools. Um, I grew up in a, a low income family um, from old South Toledo. So you're always going to see how are we going to make this county a better place for the children, for the next generation who are 30 years younger than me, 40 years younger than me, and making it a better place for them. So if we don't focus on jobs, better housing, and employment, I mean, employment, better jobs, then they won't have the resources that we have today to have better lives. Now, that sounds awfully like a sales pitch, which is why that goes great into my next question, which was, you obviously aren't serving a full term on the County Board of Commissioners. However, voters could decide differently and can elect you to a full term. And so what's your elevator pitch to voters? Basically, I've been committed. Um, I've served uh, Lucas County for over 20 years and I'm here today and I'm still going to be here tomorrow. This is where I was born and raised. Um, I love this county. I have every opportunity to leave and I did it. Um, second, uh, I've done great things already as a county auditor. I really made this office 
citizen oriented, created an education outreach department. I'm everywhere. I'm hands on. You're going to continue to see me that way because if you stay in an office or you're not out in the community, you can never hear the feedback from the people you work for on how well you're doing. So that's why I'm doing my listening and learn. That's how I started as auditor, finding out what citizens wanted from me and then rolling up my sleeves and getting the job done. And I have a record of that. Um, and I'm the next generation. I'm, I'm 54 years old. I'm gonna be here in Lucas County for the rest of my life. And so I know we need to leave again the future is our youth. The future, like I said, the individuals who are 30 years younger than me, uh, 40 years younger than me, I want to work the next 15 years of my life making sure Lucas County is stronger. I'm not going anywhere, and I hope the county feels that they can trust me as a trustworthy and dedicated public servant for them. And that primary election is March 19th. Lucas County Commissioner Anita Lopez, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And uh, anything anyone needs, please don't hesitate to call me. My cell is 419-764-1090. I'm Anita Lopez, and I'm asking for your vote. And that's this week's Community Focus. I'm Jaden Jefferson, and have a great week.